Good morning, church family, and welcome to worship. We're so glad that you've joined us again this week online to worship with us. Would you lift your voice with us and sing, Who Shall I Fear? You hear me when I call, you are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield, though troubles linger still. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. My strength is in your name, for you alone can save. Yours is to deliver me, yours is the victory. Whom shall I be? Friend of mine, the 
needs is always by my side when peace like a Church, let's read this scripture together. 
The scriptures say God commanded light to shine in the dark. We are like clay jars in which this treasure is stored. The real power comes from God and not from us. We often suffer. But we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do. We never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we are knocked down, We face death every day because of Jesus. Our bodies show what his death was like, so that his life can be seen in us. This means that death is working in us, but life is working in you. Good morning. Thank you again for joining us for worship today. I, I trust that as, as we've worshiped together through song, that you've experienced the presence of the Lord in your living room or wherever it is that you're worshiping from today. And I trust that as we open God's Word, that, that the Spirit of God will minister to you and meet you at your point of need today, that the Spirit of God would, would challenge you and encourage you all at the same time. Let's begin. Last week, we talked about seeing Jesus on the cross we looked at the sayings of Jesus from the Gospel of Luke, from Luke 23. Today, I would like to continue in that idea with, with a sermon that I've entitled, Seeing Jesus on the Cross Again, as we look at the story of Matthew in Matthew 27. And it's interesting that Matthew only includes one of Jesus' sayings. So if you have your scriptures, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 27, and let's look at verses 45. In 46, now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon the land until about the ninth hour. The first two sayings that we looked at last week with Luke took place before the sixth hour, before noon. And that was the time in which Jesus offered forgiveness to those around him. That was the time in which Jesus addressed and talked to the criminals there on the cross. And then at noon, darkness came across the land and there was silence. Nothing took place during that time of, as far as Jesus being on the cross. It was silent. And then at the ninth hour, about three o'clock in the afternoon, Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This seems to be a season of forsakenness. These are days when we feel forsaken, forsaken by God, forsaken by God because of this illness, this virus that is, has run rampantly across the world, forsaken by God because of the experience of death, because of the fear that has been engendered, forsaken by God because we've been forced to shelter in place, to, to stay at home, to remain isolated. We feel forsaken by God because of the loneliness that, that many of us are experiencing at home alone. And many of us forsaken by God and forsaken by the events of this time because we don't know where our, our next paycheck is coming from. Many of us have been, have been laid off and not able to go to work because 
we've been asked to stay at home. Our work has been determined to be unessential. Wow. Talk about feeling forsaken. Forsaken to say stay home because your work is unessential. We all want to feel like our work is unessential, that our, our work is important. Yes, we understand that, that we need to stay home and flatten the curve, but unessential? My work and my position, unessential? We all want to believe that, that our work contributes and, and adds to our community, that, that all of our work is essential. And even if it's not so important to others, it's, it's essential to us because it, it provides the expression of our lives as we work and it provides the resources that we need to pay our bills, to provide shelter and food and clothing for our family. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think we've all had those thoughts over these last weeks and we can relate to Jesus on the cross. But while Jesus' words on the cross certainly express the emotion and the truth of His situation, they are not meant to be words of despair. They're not meant to be words of hopelessness, but rather words of faith and of hope in God. Let me show you what I mean. Let, let's turn to Psalm chapter 22 and, and read the first five verses there. Psalm 22, verse 1 begins like this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. O oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night... But I have no rest. You see, I think this is the psalm that, that Jesus was referring to. He was reflecting on and, and He cried that out from the cross because that's where He was at. He, he believed that, that His deliverance was far from His groanings, that, that He cried out, but God did not answer. He had no rest. You see, I think the first two verses here of, of Psalm chapter 22 affirm not only the humanity of Christ, but they affirm our own humanity and the God-given emotions that are reflected in us as being created in the image of God. We must be honest, honest with ourselves and honest with God when we feel forsaken, when we feel angry, when we are afraid. We must cry out and even groan to God even when we feel like He's not answering us. Even when we do not see Him at work to rescue us. Even when we are so upset that we cannot sleep. And yes, yes, we must have the freedom, just as Jesus did from the cross, the freedom to express our emotions and our thoughts, our, uh, the, the honesty of where we are in that moment to God. You see, God can handle that. He created us with those emotions. And besides, God knows our heart and our mind. He knows the emotions that stir within us. 
And it's by confessing them and by, by sharing and crying out to God that we're able to take that first step of healing, that first step of finding hope in faith. For listen to the next three verses as we continue in Psalm 22. Yet you are holy, O God. You are, you are set apart. You are different from all the other gods, from all the other people of this world. You are holy. You are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, and they trusted in you, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. Do you see, when Jesus cried out from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, it was expressing the honesty of the moment, but even more so, it was a cry of his faith and of his hope in his Father to redeem and to rescue him and to save him. You see, even when we feel forsaken, we can trust God. For God is trustworthy. God is faithful. God is one that will deliver us and He will not let us down. This is who God is. He has been faithful in the past and He will be faithful today and forever. Oh, that we would remember and share those stories of His faithfulness in our own lives. It's interesting that Jesus says, In you our fathers trusted, and you delivered them. I remember the story. It's the story that begins in the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. The Israelites had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They'd fled slavery in Egypt. And they were under the leadership of Moses, but Moses had passed away. And a young, unseasoned Joshua was their, their leader. He was the one called by God to, to lead them into the promised land. Yet there was a roadblock. The insurmountable walls of Jericho stood before them. And you can just sense in the wilderness as they, they stared across that river and they stared across to Jericho knowing that, that it would be impossible for them to, to have victory, especially with this novice leader, Joshua. You can just hear the, the, the children of Israel, the people of God crying out, God, God, why have you forsaken us here in the wilderness? But listen to Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. The Lord says to Joshua and to the people of Israel, Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not forsake you. I will not fail you. I'll be with you through all of this. And then the Lord commanded four things. Four things for God's people to do. Four things for us to consider and to do during this time as well. The Lord said, first of all, be strong and be courageous 
And we can be strong and courageous because God is with us. He has not forsaken us. He has not left us. But He is our Redeemer, our Rescuer. He is the one that brought us out of slavery to begin with. And then the Lord said to Joshua and his people, Meditate. During these days where you're waiting, during these days where where you're not marching into the promised land, during these days, take the time to meditate, to read, to reflect on my word, to allow my word to stir and to, to be cultivated within you. Meditate on my word and then be careful to do all that is written within it. Study and meditate on my word and then put it into action Practice and do it. Oh, that in our time of quiet, in our time of of being still, that we would remember to be strong and be courageous and to spend time in God's Word and and allow His Scriptures to strengthen and encourage us and to, to nurture us. And then that we would act on them and be obedient as we move forward that we would allow God's Word to be illuminated in our lives. Again, as we reflect and remember on Jesus' crucifixion in Matthew 27, it was about the sixth hour, it was about noon, that darkness covered the land, that darkness fell upon Jerusalem. You see, darkness has fallen on the earth today in the form of a virus that we call COVID-19. And we are tempted to feel forsaken, but instead we must turn to God's Word. We must turn to His Word to find strength and to find courage and to find the way forward that we might be obedient to do the things that He has called us to do in order to make our way through the darkness of this moment. But let us be reminded Let us be reminded that it's the light of Christ that shines brightest in the darkest moment of the night. So let's listen to the words of Paul in Corinthians, actually 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in which he says in verse 6, For God said, Light shall shine out of the darkness. Jesus, the one who was on the cross, Jesus is the light that shines into the darkness of our lives and of our world. Paul continues in verse 7 when he says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. These earthen vessels, these clay pots that that are our bodies, these bodies that Scripture tells us were made from the elements of the earth, the dust of the earth that that God formed and shaped and, and breathed life into. This treasure is stored in these earthen vessels. You see, our bodies, just like clay pots, they break, they chip, they crack. And as every clay pot one day will return to the dust, so too will these bodies return to the dust of this earth. Which makes so amazing the truth that God has chosen to place His treasure His treasure within us. His treasure within these earthen vessels. You see, this treasure is the light of Christ.
this treasure, the light of Christ, is the power of God. It's the power of God that is in us, not a power that is from ourselves. And because the light of Christ is in us, let us continue to read and listen to the testimony of Paul, who for the sake of Christ endured persecutions, who endured physical sufferings, who found himself isolated and alone in prison. So listen to Paul as he shares the hope we have, even in the midst of the darkness, as the light of Christ shines in and through us. Paul writes, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despairing. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. As we hear the reports, as people respond to to the economic crisis, to the the physical health crisis, to, to the crisis of being unemployed, to the crisis of being alone and isolated, we are tempted to feel and to be and to have the sense of being crushed and to be despairing and and to feel forsaken and to have a sense that our lives are being destroyed. But Paul says, may it never be, for Christ is within us. Yes, in these earthen vessels, we carry around in our bodies death and brokenness. But we are emphatically reminded by Paul, that we have the light of Christ in us. Death may be at work in our physical bodies, but because of Christ in us, life can be at work in others. And for this reason, we must not give in to the forsakenness of the moment, but rather, we must live with strength and courage in order to serve and love one another. And so how have we been seeing strength and courage exhibited during these days? Strength and courage as some of you have been sewing gowns and masks for our hospitals and for our caregivers. Strength and courage as several of you have donated masks and hand sanitizers and disinfectant wipes as well. Strength and courage as so many of you are making phone calls and praying together, using tools like Zoom and FaceTime in order to keep up with one another and to encourage the lonely during these days. Strength and courage to run errands, to take food, and to help others in many different and creative ways, almost as if a a front porch ministry being developed before our eyes of leaving something on the front porch for someone to pick up and to use. Strength and courage to continue to give your tithes and offerings to the church and also to share financially with those who are having need during these days. You see, the light of Christ is shining through you. So let us continue to show the life of Christ in the darkness of this moment. Let us encourage each other and let us not allow our enemy 
to have victory in these days. We are not crushed. We are not despairing. We are not forsaken. We are not destroyed. For the power of God is in us through Christ our Lord. So let us continue. Let us serve. Let us glorify God. Let us do more than just survive. But let us be the presence of Christ in our community, glorifying Him in all that we do during these days. Would you pray with me? Father, we pray that we would not feel forsaken during these days, but with strength and courage that we would live in faith and trust in You. For You have promised never to to leave us and to never fail us. Lord, give us the courage. Give us the strength to love and to serve others. And Father, during this time, we pray for the sick. We pray for those that are alone. We pray for those that are struggling financially. We pray that You would defeat this virus. And Father, we pray that Your presence and that Your light would shine brightly throughout all the world. And we pray that it would shine brightly here in our homes and in our community. And we pray this in the name of Christ, the Crucified One. Amen. In closing, I'd like to share a, just a couple of thoughts with you. First of all, I miss seeing you. I miss worshiping with you. I, I wish visiting with you face to face. I look forward to that Sunday when it comes that we can gather together and shake hands with each other to embrace each other and to worship together as one in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you and let you know that your, your staff continues to, to work and to minister and, and to look for creative ways to connect and to serve you and our community. Please reach out to them and, and share whatever needs or ideas that you might have. Also, please let us know if you have a family member who's been impacted or infected with the COVID-19 virus or any other sickness or illness that they might experience. Please let us know if your employment has been impacted. You see, the scripture is clear. It tells us that when one member of the body suffers, we all suffer. And so let us know so that we can come alongside of you and so that we can encourage you and find ways to help. You can connect with us and contact us at our general webpage or, or email address is fbcnorman at fbcnorman.org. Please reach out to us and let us know how we can serve and be praying for you during this time. I hope you will join us again next Sunday as we worship the Lord together through video and as we see Jesus clearly enter into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And now as we close our, our time of worship together this morning, I invite Chuck and Ann Lawrence to come and to share a word of encouragement and prayer with all of us. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. Ann and I are happy to be worshiping with you today. We miss being in the same room with our church family, but we rejoice in being able to worship through the Spirit. 
To say that these are interesting days is an understatement. While many of us are sheltering at home as a choice to keep our community safe, many are at home without that choice. We know that many of you are hurting. Please let your church family know so that we can help where we can. If you are a church member and you're a member of a life group, that should be your first point of contact. Now more than ever, we need these small groups that we share life with so that we can help come alongside of each other. If you do not have a life group, please contact the church office or one of the deacons. For those of us that are still working, please continue to support the church with your tithes and offerings. We need to continue to support our ministry staff as well as serving our fellow members with needs. And in this time of crisis, the struggles that many face daily in our community that use our church as a lifeline are magnified. It is essential that we continue the discipline of giving to the church so that we can serve those around us. There are many ways to give detailed on the church website. As I think of these times, I'm reminded of 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Let us show his love by trusting in the Creator God who first loved us and showed that love to a hurting world around us. Would you pray with us? Lord, we thank you that you are the Creator God, that you created everything around us, you created us, and you gave us life. In all these things, you deserve praise and glory. We also thank you that because you created all things, you are in control of all things. And even in a time of crisis that we are in now, you are stronger than the storm. So Lord, we pray that you'll help us through our time of fear, that we can be focused on you, and that we can have that spirit of strength, that spirit of knowing that you are in control. And Lord, we thank you so much for the time to be able to come and praise your name together as a family that we get to lift our prayers to you. We pray that it was worthy of you, that you've received this offering that we give in a wonderful manner. So Lord, thank you for this day. We thank you for the chance to be able to serve our community, and we thank you for a chance to worship you together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.